Part Two, Chapter Ten of the Luggage of Life. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Amy. The Luggage of Life by Frank W. Borum. Part Two, Chapter Ten. Life's Invisible Constabulary. "'I'm always a-movin' on, sir,' cried poor Joe, wiping away his grimy tears with his arm. "'I've always been a-movin' on, and a-movin' on, ever since I was born. Where can I possibly move to, sir, more nor I do move?' "'My instructions don't go to that,' said the constable. "'My instructions are that you are to move on. I've told you so five hundred times.' "'Well,' "'But really, constable, you know,' observed Mr. Snagsby, to whom poor Joe's appeal had been addressed. "'Really, that does seem a question. Where, you know?' So far Charles Dickens and Bleak House. Mr. Snagsby and poor Joe were indisputably right. It is the easiest thing in the world to keep moving on. But where, you know? For it is the hardest thing in the world, so to direct our movements, that each change shall represent a real advance, and constitute itself a distinct contribution towards the attainment of an ultimate goal. By a sure instinct, we ask each other on the street, not, Are you getting on? Because that matters little. But how are you getting on? Because that matters everything. Really, as Mr. Snagsby said, that does seem a question. Where, you know? Now movement is the law of life. The policeman told Joe that he must move or be locked up. But the greater constabulary of the solar system are very much more severe. They tell us that we must move or be put to death. Drummond Savage is a case in point, says the amiable professor. When we meet him first, he is sitting, we shall suppose, in the sun. Let us also suppose, and it requires no imagination to suppose it, that he has no wish to do anything else than sit in the sun and that he's perfectly contented and perfectly happy. Nature around him, visible and invisible, is as still as he is, as inert, apparently, as unconcerned. Neither molests the other. They have no connection with each other. Yet it is not so. That savage is the victim of a conspiracy. She wants to move him. How does she set about moving him? By moving herself. The sun goes down. He must move on or freeze. The time rolls on. He must move or starve. The roar of the wild beast is heard. He must move or be eaten. He moves. It could easily be shown that these invisible constables have other and even surer methods of moving us on. 
they give us work to do and wreck it for us as soon as we have done it in order to make us do it all again we build a house before the workmen have removed the scaffolding millions upon millions of invisible hands have set to work to reduce the building to ruins it is only a question of time and they will have left it like solomon's temple with not one stone upon another they are terribly afraid those unseen constables that we shall loiter and stand still they tear our work to pieces and demolish the very homes in which we live for the sheer sake of compelling us to renew our toils they overthrow Ninway and tyre and athens and jerusalem and rome that we may build london and paris and buenos aires and chicago and melbourne and they are tearing down these that we may build the new jerusalem they are always moving us on we plow a field we must harrow and sow it at once or they will trample it down with their microscopic feet until it needs replowing we gaze upon our golden crop we must reap it immediately or they will drench and destroy it before our very eyes we garner our harvest we must plow the field again or they will sow such a crop of thorns and thistles as will make our backs ache even to look upon them no street corner constable was ever so imperative so merciless so tyrannical as are these my instructions said the policeman to poor joe are that you are to move on i've told you so five hundred times that is nothing these other constables have told us so five million times they say it from morning till night they say it from babyhood to old age they say it when the first day dawned and they will be saying it when the last sun sets it is move on for ever and ever and ever and to be doubly certain that we do move they move us whether we like it or not whether we sleep or wake they hurl us through space at the dizzying rate of thousands of miles an hour to greet the sunrise and in another direction they push us along at the terrific speed of sixty thousand miles an hour towards the summertime we are whirling and spinning and rushing and flying from midnight till noonday and noonday till midnight these fearful forces appall us with their everlasting cry of move on poor joe's sad plight was a mere circumstance when compared with our own and there is no mr snagsby to intercede with our constables the science of life hinges upon turning mere movement into progress huxley once found himself being driven in a handsome cab at a breakneck speed round and round a certain network of london streets he had told the hackman to drive fast but he had not instructed him as to his destination it does not by any means follow that movement even the most rapid movement is necessarily progress 
in the origin of species darwin has a good deal to say about certain larvae that actually stand higher in the scale of organization than the mature animal into which they are afterwards developed have we not witnessed the same phenomenon there is for example all the difference imaginable between the mayflower as she crossed the atlantic nearly three centuries ago and the mauritania the pride of yesterday the mayflower was the larva the mauritania the mature animal but the mayflower was a house of prayer a temple of worship and on every atlantic breeze that blew songs of praise were wafted to the skies concerning the maiden voyage of the palatial mauritania a london paper says that the trip was rendered hideous by the brutal ferocity of gamblers and the horrid debauchery of drunkards the smoking-room became a veritable bedlam match-stands spittoons glasses soda-water bottles trays and chairs were flying in all directions on arrival at new york the vessel was met by detectives who had been warned by marconigrams from the ship a device of which the mayflower could not boast and for which she had no such use these officials straightway conducted the passengers to the jefferson police court from the mayflower to the mauritania is a big move on but in view of these records one may be permitted to speculate as to how far the movement has represented a real advance it sometimes happens as darwin says that the larvae outstrip the mature animal the principle is capable of somewhat incisive individual applications ignorance in the immortal allegory moved on just as far as did christian and hopeful but at the gates of the celestial city the shining ones took him and carried him through the air to the door that i saw on the side of the hill and put him in there movement kept pace with the movement of the pilgrims but progress made no advance at all and perhaps the most appealing of all illustrations of this principle is tom hood's i remember i remember the fir trees dark and high i used to think their tender tops were close against the sky it was a childish ignorance but now tis little joy to know i'm farther off from heaven than when i was a boy the larvae that is to say were in advance of the mature animal which developed from them the unseen constabulary of the universe can move us on but it is not in their power to see that the movement shall be progress they move us on as the wind moves the ships it is for us to trim our sails to suit our destinies for there are two great principles involved in getting on there is the principle of the propeller and there is the principle of the rudder the propeller may make the pace but only so far as it is checked and directed and controlled by the rudder can we be sure of getting there it is so fatally easy to move on 
But where? cries poor Joe. Well, really, constable, you know, says Mr. Snagsby wistfully. Really, constable, that does seem a question. Where? You know? Mr. Snagsby is quite right. It is a question indeed. End of Part 2 Chapter 10